I'm Jamie. And I'm Stacey. And this is the Body Smart Podcast. And today we are answering the age-old question. Does muscle weigh more than five? Well, Jamie. Huh? Oh, oh good catch. <laughs> now it's got a hair on it. So what have we got here? We've got a, if you're watching, you'll be able to see this. But if you're listening, we've got two props. Uh, one is a pound of fat and one is a pound of muscle. Um, and it's not too obvious. I think we should have maybe got the five pounds for this, we were saying. But you can definitely see that muscle is more dense than fat. So this is typically where people go, oh, muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, it's a bit like there's um, a similar analogy where it's like, what weighs more, a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks? And it's like they weigh the same. They're both a ton. It's both a ton, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the exact same here. It's like, what weighs more, a pound of fat or a pound of muscle? It's like, they both weigh a pound, like... um. I was literally looking on the, the NHS website when I went through their BMI calculator and it was like, oh, one of the reasons that your BMI could be off is because muscle weighs more than fat. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is public <laughs> information that's meant to be coming out. Yeah. And we are being pedantic yeah. in wording because it's it's like muscle is more dense. Muscle is more dense than fat. And even though you maybe can't fully see it on these, these one pounds of fat here, that if you were to lose five pounds of fat and gain five pounds of muscle, you would weigh the same, but your body composition would look different. Hugely different. However, it is not, I'm wagging this muscle around. It's not that, <laughs> it's not that easy. This is the thing, isn't it? I don't know why. I'm not even going to go there. Um, there's, you know, it's just not that easy to build muscle. This is the thing. So how long is it going to take to lose five pounds of fat, for example? You could lose five pounds of fat in a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? The standard, you know, maybe if someone lost a pound a, a pound a week, they could lose it in five weeks. If someone lost off, you know, you can do that. Yeah, and you, easily doable. If you've got a lot to lose, two weeks, you could drop that. Yeah, in fat. Yeah, versus, but if you wanted to gain five pounds of muscle, you weren't going to do that in two weeks. The only people who I've seen who rapidly can gain muscle are people who have previously had a lot of muscle. So they've got a lot of muscle memory um, and they can, you know, they are very good at maybe losing fat and building muscle at the same time. But if you're just building muscle as like a newbie, you can still get newbie gains and gain quite a bit of muscle. But you're not gaining like a pound of muscle a, a month. Like that would be crazy. And even for guys, like a newbie guy, 19, testosterone through the roof, um, maybe they could gain like a pound of muscle a month, you know, in that, that sort of peak age, high testosterone levels. Eating a lot. Not eating in a deficit could maybe gain something like that. So this is something that we always want to try and cut the BS on is like a lot of people will go, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm losing inches and uh, I'm feeling better and I'm training better, but I'm not losing weight, I'm building muscle. And it's just like you, you're just not gaining muscle at that rate. Um, and you can definitely have a zoomed out approach and be like, hey, <clears throat> You know, if for, for six months, if I'm going to focus on resistance training and eating at maintenance, can you start to like, does your body composition start to change and your shape? Yes, 100%. But that's a very zoomed out six month approach uh, of like progressive training, eating well, so on and so forth. Versus like, if you're looking to lose fat, like, even though we always say it's, it, it's a marathon, look at the process, look at the journey you should be consistently losing fat every week, every month. And um, if anyone goes over to our Body Smart Fitness Instagram, we put all our weight loss crafts of all our clients on there. And it's never linear like week to week, like the weight spikes around or day to day, sorry. Uh, but when you actually zoom out over a couple of weeks or a month, the weight is linear. If you drew a line from top to bottom, the weight loss is linear in terms of the direction that it goes. And it should be, if you're looking to lose fat, you should 
be consistently losing weight over the weeks and months. Yeah, and I think that is really important to cut the BS on because the amount of people that have been told, oh, well, you're plateauing because you're just, you've gained muscle. Um, so that's why you aren't seeing the scales go down. This is very unlikely to be true. If you've been losing weight and then it's just flattens out for like a week or two, that is not the case. Yeah, especially for just like a, a you know, a couple of weeks into it. Like you can definitely start to look better and feel better and people are like, oh, I feel like I'm losing inches and I, I like, I hate to like burst people's bubble because I, I want people, I, I genuinely, when we're saying this, I want people to just keep seeing success. So if you've got this belief, like you're building muscle at such a rate, that's why you're not losing fat. It's actually keeping you stuck. So it's not me trying to burst your bubble. Like, Hey, like you're not actually building muscle that fast. It's actually that we want you to keep seeing results and actually get to your goal. Yeah. And I think the reason that's important is because the process to lose fat is very different to the process to gain muscle. Yes. So what you are doing, i.e. like how you're eating, how you're moving, how you're working out is going to either play into one of those or the other, not both generally at the same time. What do you mean? Well, like if you were gaining lots of muscle, yeah, it would be very hard for you to also be losing lots of fat at the same time, because to gain a lot of muscle, you would have to eat a lot of food and particularly yeah. protein to lose a lot of fat. You would need to be in a calorie deficit. Yeah, so it's like a it's a it's a suboptimal place to build muscle. It's not that you can't build muscle in a calorie deficit, and we encourage all of our clients to strength train and do full body resistance training, and they do build muscle through a deficit. But often they've they've already got some muscle to begin with. It's just like fat covers it. So oh, I, that's actually one that I always want to call out because people are like oh, I've got no glutes. You absolutely have. You absolutely I have. I promise you've got glutes. <laughs> yeah. um, and so when people are like oh I've got no this I've got no that you've got a baseline and it's really important to remember that because sometimes it's quite empowering to be like oh I've got I have got glutes I just didn't know how to tap into feeling them or I didn't know how to get stronger there. Yeah. Um, so you have already got muscles. You have already got muscles and the best way to to when you lose and weight is you want to lose fat. And we always, you know, harp on about this, but it is to be in a calorie deficit, but still do progressive strength training as if you are trying to build muscle and, and gain muscle. You just, like like we said, likely not gaining it at such a rate that it's it's stopping you from losing fat. That, that would normally just indicate that you're not actually in a calorie deficit. Yeah, and the reason why we promote that so much is because even though you might not be gaining muscle per se, if you're maintaining the muscle you already have and you may be getting that stronger, the process of doing that is making the muscle you already have burn more calories just by existing in your body. So you, by getting stronger, you're making that muscle more hungry. And by keeping the muscle on your body that you already have, you're keeping your daily calorie, what's the word? Daily needs? calorie. <laughs> daily, daily calorie cal needs. Yeah, daily calorie needs, daily calorie As calorie high as you possibly can. Yeah. Which is, which is really advantageous because, again, if you're looking to lose weight, it means you can create a larger deficit and lose weight faster, or you can lose weight eating more calories. Or if you're looking to maintain your weight, again, you have a higher total, uh, daily, total daily energy expenditure, which means you need more calories just to maintain. So it's not just all about calories, though, obviously. Like, we always yes. just say weight loss is a season. We're here to get to our goal, but then it's about life beyond that. And there are health reasons, 100%, which we're going to talk about in a minute, why you'd want to build muscle. But also the process of learning how to maintain and build muscle and building that into your life is going to help you stay at your goal weight. Yeah. And so let's say you're looking to get down, like to lose 50 pounds from 200 pounds down to 150. Somebody who loses that 50 pounds 
and doesn't do strength training could look what people might say as like skinny fat when they get to that point you might have a little bit more visceral fat around your stomach you might feel a little bit more soft uh, you're going to lose some muscle in the process that is going to slow down your metabolism and your basal metabolic rate versus somebody that loses that 50 pounds and does strength training and builds muscle they're going to have a slightly elevated basal metabolic rate they're going to have more muscle so they're going to burn more calories while they're active and doing walking moving uh, resting and also they've built the habit of training um and that's gonna it's, it's a fantastic habit to have because we typically see people who lose weight and keep it off one of the key traits that they have is that they continue to exercise yeah and if you have gained so much in terms of the benefits of strength training through your weight loss journey is less likely to be something well for most of our clients i would say it's not like when you do an hour of cardio a day in a weight loss attempt it yeah. tends to be something that people grow to love I don't know many clients that do it just for their weight loss and then go, oh, thank God I can stop. Sorry to interrupt, just a quick ask. If you are enjoying today's episode, then please do give us a follow just to make sure you get every episode and we can keep cutting the BS and helping you hit your goals. Yeah, it, so I've had, I've had lots of clients who have really not wanted to do resistance training or not wanted to do weight training. And then like six months down the line, like I love it. Like they secretly love it. And I think all it is to begin with for a lot of people is, it probably sounds really intimidating strength training, resistance training, like, oh, I'm going to lift something heavy or even my body weight. And it can feel quite intimidating. And it's just having that mentality of like embrace being a beginner. Uh, because if you do that and then you, a lot of people don't enjoy stuff that they suck at, myself included. Me too. Very competitive guy. <laughs> um, like quite literally started like just the golf range like a year and a half ago. And like, I couldn't hit the ball. Uh, and to, to literally went to the golf range for like five months straight so I was like good at it like that's kind of I, <laughs> I hate like I really don't like that but a lot of people are like that um and I think that's the same you start doing resistance training or strength training you weren't scared to do it because it sounds intimidating maybe sounds scary you also the environment let's not forget for a lot of women going into that area of the gym is quite alien yeah and that's what I would typically try and get a lot of women just like training at home so learning to squat lunge press pull maybe get a trx a box so you could do a lot of full body movements at home and then once you feel like comfortable doing them at home and you know your form is good and you've been reiterated that your form is good and it feels good and you've then like a lot of my clients would just go like, oh i'm going to start the gym <laughs> like it just felt like this natural progression and then six months later they're going i really enjoy it because they've got that sense of like they feel good after the workout they can see their shape changing they're building muscle they feel strong like hey like I can uh, like press more than my husband or my partner. You know, there's just like little like big wins yeah. around that. And you really see this consistent progressive, um, consistent prog progression with your strength and with the volume and the weights and putting an extra pin on the machine. And it does, it gets, it gets. It's a real feel good, isn't it? When you yeah. get like at almost every workout, you either get to do like a couple more reps or you do a skill that you always found really tricky before you actually manage to do it or you get to up your weight and you get that little dopamine hit every time. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I think that helps our clients fall in love with it is it does transfer to the rest of your life. So whereas running on the treadmill or going on the cross trainer, I mean, it isn't really that helpful unless you have to run for a bus. <laughs> when you start strength training and you go and like pick up your kid's bag in one hand and your kid in the other hand and the buggy in the other hand, mm -hmm. well, you've got three hands now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're like, oh my God, this actually feels really light and easy now. Yeah. Life just does feel easier when you're strong. And I think that is something that it really clicks once you get past the beginner challenge of having to learn everything and go into a different environment. 
you actually see how translatable this is to the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think it's it's just having that, just stepping into the unknown and, and like taking that first step and being brave to take that first step and embrace being a beginner. And don't just look like, oh, I'm going to give this a couple of tries. And then it, it's, if it's no good, it's not for me. Like try it, do like 30 sessions. And Ooh, like, that sounds like it, a lot though, Jamie, doesn't it? It does. But, you know, try 30 sessions, which would be like three sessions a week for 10 weeks. And just see if you, and like actually go into it with an open mind. Like I'm actually going to give this a proper go. And if in 10 weeks time, three sessions a week for like 30 minutes, you know, I'm, I'm not enjoying it more. I'm not progressing. And obviously if you go into the mentality like this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Like you're never going to enjoy it. But if you go into it open-minded, I think most people would be shocked by the end of it. Like, oh, I feel better. I look better. I feel stronger. Um, and if you do any other sports, like whatever that might be, um, at all like strength training is such a foundation that improves every sport like even running even running i know that sometimes you know we get clients who are like oh yeah but i love running and i just want to run like that's mm. what i'll do as my exercise and then when actually they bring even just one or two strength training sessions into the week their running improves yeah and so it becomes like a holistic part of the running as opposed to something else mm -hmm. yeah that's it, it's just it is a foundation, like it really is. You can not only like build muscle onto your frame, it improves any sport or activity that you do. Um, and there's just a, a host of other benefits to building muscle. Yeah, obviously I agree. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but there is also the fact that we are naturally losing muscle as we age. Yes. So when we hear like, oh, after 30, everything becomes harder. When you hit menopause, everything becomes harder. Mm -hmm. I just get that middle-aged spread. I can, there's nothing I can do about it. If you don't resistance strain, you are going to be losing some of that dense muscle. Yes, which we want to keep. And if your weight is staying the same or possibly going up, mm -hmm. it's going to be replaced with the yellow floppy yes. fat <laughs> so you are going to feel like your clothes fit differently you're yep. possibly not going to have mm -hmm. the same body confidence and if you do no resistance training that is just the way that our bodies do start to unfortunately degrade however you don't have to lose three percent of your muscle mass per year if you resistance train exactly. which is kind of cool it is kind of cool i mean i actually think one of these this muscle prop is about the same size as your bicep you know what I mean? Yeah, look at that. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you're maintaining the same weight, but your but your hormones are, you know, regressing as you age, and you're staying the same weight, well, that's a good chance that you're just losing muscle and replacing that. Not replacing the muscle, but losing the muscle and gaining fat. So mm -hmm. your body composition will change, and often you don't notice it to begin with, and then all of a sudden you just do, and it's kind of like, how has this happened? Um, so Definitely, because if you think like this in yeah. one blob, it kind of looks significant. If you imagine that spread in a layer across your entire body, yeah. it's like a smear of butter across yeah. your whole body. Yeah. And so when you gain a pound in six months or something, you don't notice until it's been three or four or five, and then it's actually enough for your genes to not fit. Yeah. And, it, and and also then you're like, how has this happened? And oh, no, everyone's busy, you know, and I, and I get that. And sometimes like it's like, you just you just almost like wake up one day and it's like how have I how has this happened and it's not it's not something that does just happen straight away or overnight it is something that typically happens over a longer period of time but again it's it's just that sort of word of caution of like if you're not resistant training it's a great habit and trait to start um developing and a skill to start learning because it, it's it will yeah like like a lot all of us like we look good we feel good you know what I mean there's a huge aesthetic part to it as well but then just also the fact that like get to eat more food more calories you're 
likely to live a much longer lifestyle like people who've got more muscle on the body statistically live longer for a whole host of different issues i know you've got loads on this so i'm not gonna just take, <laughs> take over the show <laughs> yeah um so it, yeah. it does correlate as well with increased quality of life because obviously the more strength you have the more active you can be the more you can stay mobile and active into later years less likely to suffer falls mm-hmm. um so that like long-term game is there but also in the immediate this is something that's huge in the US and it's growing in the UK as well as the diabetes, pre-diabetes epidemic. Yeah. And muscle is key to helping with this. So the more the way your muscles work is you've got like little stores of energy in or in your muscles so that when you suddenly call upon them, there's energy right there and your muscles can do their job. Mm-hmm. So when you have got more muscle and you use it regularly, your body stores a little bit more energy in your muscles. So your body gets really efficient at storing, taking blood sugar and going, right, we'll better put some in our muscles because we're going to need that rather than having to rely on insulin to get rid of the blood sugar. You can see where I'm going with this, hopefully. (laughs) So the more you build your muscle mass, the better your insulin sensitivity is. The more efficient your muscles are at using up that glucose, the less insulin you need. And so it is a really tangible thing you can do to help with your blood sugar and any risk that you might have with diabetes, pre-diabetes. Yeah, and um, I know Mr. Kenny might might be able to get some stats for us, but I think you were saying something around 50% of Americans are possibly walking around with... Yeah, it's, it's something like, it's something crazy like this. And it's probably the same in the UK as well. Like a lot of people are walking around with, you know, a pre-diabetic to an extent mm-hmm. and is that also down to the fact that people just have got nowhere near as much muscle in their bodies nowadays because there's less active jobs and people aren't training as much um so it's a great way to fight back against yeah. some of these you know which what can honestly be quite debilitating life condi- yeah. um, you know health conditions it's actually a really great point about lifestyles because um i was reading something the other day and it was about like even if we look at housework in the last 20 years, say if you hoovered and mopped, like you just did normal housework, you had a really heavy hoover to lug around. Yeah. You had to keep going back and unplugging it and like mm. dragging it around. Like I've got like a tiny, maybe two kilo handheld mm-hmm. portable. I don't have to be strong. Yeah. You don't have to be strong to do daily life anymore. Unless you've got the kid in the pram and the buggy. Well, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> shopping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have we got here? Uh, fast facts on diabetes. Diabetes. Highlight a bit. Highlight a bit. Uh, so what? Pre-diabetics. Ninety-seven point six million people aged eighteen years or older have pre-diabetes. Wow. Pre-diabetes. Thirty-eight percent of the U.S. population. That's insane. And then you've also got eleven percent of them have already got actual diabetes. So if you put those two together, that is close to that fifty percent that you said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So get in the gym, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, again, it's it's. It's especially for people in the US, you know, I know insurance covers it a lot, but it's very, very expensive. It's a very expensive, almost like illness to get. Um, and it's one, you know, type two is very preventable. And and you can, even if you have got it, you can actually turn it around. We've had so many clients who have had type two diabetes and because they've been able to build muscle, get strong, live a more healthy lifestyle, they've mm. actually been able to reverse the effects of type two diabetes, come off insulin, which is, you know, a fantastic place to be. But again, prevention is, is always better than the cure. Um, and I think with with everything that we keep talking about, this is like one of those really wants to be like a non-negotiable in your life. Yeah. And so it does sound like to some people a big step, a big change away from what they're used to doing in terms of exercise. So what would be like your top three tips to somebody who's like, actually, 
all right, it's not going to make me bulky. It's not going to make me heavier. Muscle doesn't yep. weigh more than fat. Maybe I can try this. Mm -hmm. It would be, the first would be to just view it as a skill. Um, and you might have to put a little bit more time in the beginning. But once you become efficient at knowing the movements that you can do to full body resistance train, you can, you can do it in two 30-minute sessions a week. So two 30-minute sessions for everything that we're talking about, more energy, better quality of life, um, better quality of life as you age, better, you know, improve metabolism, better at sports, you know, being able to run up and downstairs when you're 60 and 70 still, just all of the things that everybody would want. Um, improve your shape, your aesthetic, you know, how you look, how you feel, it's just, just mental health benefits, physical health benefits. It's just a, a, a slew of them. Um, learning some of those skills, putting some time into learning, it's just such a great investment. So start there, embrace me in the beginning, learn some skill, uh, learn the skills, and then just realize like it's an hour a week. Like you can two 30 minute workouts before your day starts. Like we can all factor that in or we can make the time somehow. Making the time is the key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we have got loads of resources. So if you are interested in starting resistance training, we are going to be releasing, depending on when you are listening, we're going to yes. be releasing a beginner's guide. So eyes peeled for that. Yes, we've talked about the big six before, but the big six are basically six movements or six exercises that you can train your whole body. And it's something we harp on about so much. We're like, right, we need to put a, like a bulletproof plan in place for beginners or intermediates where you can literally learn to effectively train your whole body in 30 minutes with six exercises and you can literally do it twice a week. So yeah, it's something that we just at the moment only really offer our coaching and it's something that we've, I'm very passionate about. I know you are as well, Stacey. Yeah, spreading the magic word spreading of lifting those weights. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. If you've been listening to the Body Smart Podcast, you will know we work with women on a one-to-one -one basis. Now our goal is for you to become a Body Smart graduate and that means we help you hit your weight loss goal. But most importantly, we help you develop the skills, habits, and traits to make a sustainable change so you never gain that weight back. If you're interested and you're ready, willing, and able, we can guarantee that we will get you results. You can find out more at the link in the description.